Hello, corn dogs. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, Anchor by Spotify is your solution. Anchor allows you to make a podcast in the easiest way possible. Let me explain. Anchor has tools to let you record and edit your podcast from your phone or computer. It also distributes all your podcasts for you, and you can listen on Spotify, Apple, wherever, and Anchor does all that for you. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, enjoy the show. Watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast, watch a new and podcast. They're a semi-chaotic team, man. They're here for podcasting. Watch a new and podcast. Watch a new and podcast. They're headed to the tri-state to hang with Phineas and Ferb. So come along for all the thrill with Felipe, Navi, and Will. They're firing up the Rewatchinator. This is what we're going to do today. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of What You Doing? And it's me, Felipe. Today, I am good for you because we are all standing the lovely Olivia Rodrigo and her new album, Sour. And I can't, I can't wait for Sweet to come out whenever that happens because I need the Sweet and the Sour. But I'm not alone. We're actually talking about Phineas and Ferb here, but you wouldn't know that based on these terrible episodes that we watched. I'm here with Brutal. So, Brutal, do you want to introduce yourself? I would I would almost rather talk about this album for an hour instead of instead of these episodes of Phoenix and Fur. But we will we're gonna have fun with some some episodes of television that I watched. I'm not gonna say enjoyed, I'm gonna say I watched them. Yeah. Um so that was William Davis for anyone who doesn't oh, recognize your voice. I, did, I, I, yeah. I didn't I didn't introduce myself. Hello, I'm Will. Uh, Will Davis, Davis, comma Will. Yes. Did you bring any Danimals and coconuts around. for us tonight? No, I'm <laughs> I'm uh, famously anti yogurt, uh, even yeah. even Danimals. What about oat yogurt? I yogurt. I think that's what I said. Yogurt. Uh, yeah, I I think I'm still out on it. Okay. Yogurt yogurt is just kind of nasty. But if it was tequila in a in a coconut, I I would drink tequila out of a coconut, yeah. and I might soon do so. Okay. We'll as will I, because Navi and I are stowing away in your bags. You just don't know it yet. Uh, yes, because she is a traitor. Um, she told me to snitch on you and me. And I don't know. This this tangent did not work. But Navi, how are you doing today? Um, I'm okay. Well, Will's gonna go off to tropical Hawaii. It basically snowed here again today. So oh, no. what is this? The Ang in their podcast? We're talking about the weather now. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um. But no, I, I was listening to one of our old podcasts recently, uh, as one does, and Navi was talking about how it was snowing uh, and she hates the cold, but then whenever we podcast in the summer, she's going to complain about the heat. I'm like, yeah, I will. The humidity is terrible. Yeah, but I'm we're not the- even, it's not even hot yet. It's still snowing. So we in the middle of Winnipeg. We don't need no more cold, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, apologies that the last episode is still not uploaded as of this time a week later. But by the time the people listen to this, the other one will have to have been out. 
you don't know. What if I decide to upload uh, this one? Well, like, I mean, I guess that's on you. I, I, I was just thinking how time works. Yeah, no. Uh, basically, we could go out of order. For the cool cats no. out there, we fam, we go together. So, of course, I'll let you in on a little secret. I started a new job. And the first day I got home, I literally walked through the door, sat on the couch, and fell asleep until 4.30 the next morning. And then I just slept through. That's when I woke up. And then I was like, nah, I'll just sleep until work. And then... I was working late and I did some editing, but it's not complete. And then I went to New York for the weekend and I saw the one and only Caitlin Glacken and hacked her phone. Um, yeah, so if you if you saw her thirst tweets for Brent Wolgamot- like actually hacked or hacked, no, I st- like I she st- left st- it on the table. Hacked. She told me her password and I have a good memory. Oh, okay. She told me her password once and I have a good memory, so. Okay. Um, yeah, I put out some thirst tweets from her phone about Brent Wolgamot and then deleted most of them and kept the one in the Wombat water. <laughs> but yeah, so anyways, we're here to talk about uh, Boyfriend from 2700 BCE and A Voyage to the Bottom of Buford. I may have messed up the first title, but I didn't take notes on it. So William, take us away. Yeah, so Boyfriend from 27,000 BC. Um, short synopsis of the episode. The boys we find were all a caveman. Uh, that, that's... that's kind of it the boys find a caveman candace is going to stacy's party uh dr doofenshmirtz wants to get rid of people in sandwich costumes uh which honestly is is maybe the only redeeming plot of this episode in my yeah and it's it's barely there it's a total of about two minutes of screen time and it's like the only part i enjoyed literally this caveman started the episode in the ice block and by the end of the episode i was like i'm i was jealous he sh- i wish he never left i would have mm-hmm. never left uh torture myself with this episode um but yeah it was an episode we watched we consumed now that you have any thoughts on this episode before i before i get into the the synopses as it were fuck no just get right into it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Uh, so I, I broke it down into the two plots, the Phineas Candace plot and the Dukenford plot. Wait, wait, before we go, do we want to take bets on how long this podcast is going to be? Because I feel like this could be our shortest podcast ever. I would like it to be. Yes. I got a pack. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, like, like one Rob says for Nuno, you're podcasting and packing. Yeah, I am. Really. Yeah. Uh, I will put I'm, the bet... I'm, one seventeen, one hour seventeen minutes is how Ooh. long this podcast is gonna go. Will and Navi, are you taking the over or under? I don't know. I I think we can talk more, but I I I've got some detailed notes. Okay, let's go through them. What's what's our shortest so far? Our shortest so far. The, whatever one Giovanni told me was our shortest episode. One thirty three was our first one. We had another one that was one twenty four. We got to beat one twenty four, but we've already wasted about ten minutes worth of banter. Listen, it's only been six. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess I guess now I have the the time too on the yeah well recording. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Phineas and Ferb they're watching a documentary about cavemen Neanderthals, um, and the the sort of narrator of the documentary does this weird caveman impression, uh, and he talks about how most of the cavemen are now frozen in glaciers, somehow still like fully cavemen but frozen like their their bodies don't deteriorate what at is this all some inside. walt disney shit it was walt disney shit it, it could also be some ang shit yeah but i i don't 
much more than 100 years for these cavemen. They have been frozen for nearly 30,000 years. Have you ever licked a frozen doorknob or pole or anything? I don't think so. I know that was a big thing in, in like the, the Christmas story movie, but I don't think I, I myself have ever done it. Been too afraid. Yeah, I think I, I did it once. I was like probably like 13 and I saw it on Total Drama when Bridget got stuck to a pole. Um, <laughs> and I did it on the doorknob of my house. Don't worry, we've since sprayed that shit with uh, Clorox, but uh, yeah, I did it and I was stuck and then I pulled off and yeah, it definitely hurt my tongue. It was not smart. Yeah, yeah. I bet Jacob's done it. He's dumb enough like I am. <laughs> Jacob, Jacob famous for licking things, though. I, he I, is. I would be surprised if, if a pole was not on the list of things Jacob is licking. Whoa, licking poles? Is that not what you said? <laughs> I, that is what I said. I was just <laughs> <laughs> uh, So while they're, they're watching the, the documentary, there's a... a commercial for for sandwich town and a little jingle for the the sandwich shop we're not ranking this song right no i no. i wanted to bring to the to the panel the amendment the uh, what's the word addendum <laughs> amendment. either addendum or amendment i don't know what you're going for an amendment to the to the unspoken rules that we cut all of the the jingles and either make a separate ranking for the jingles or as a song rankings yeah, I, th I think we can just have some sort of qualification, like we might make exceptions, but the song has to be at least 15 seconds long before we consider it. Yes. Okay. So this like four second jingle does not count. Yeah. Another um, thing that, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, this. No, the, I, no. There, there's another song late that, so the wiki says that there's two songs in this episode. This, this second jingle. And then Candace like singing later in the episode. Zero songs in this episode. Um, this is 100%. yeah. That, that's what I have on my spreadsheet too. Is zero yeah. songs in this. Episode. That's an extra maybe, minute for Will to pack. No ringing the yeah, song. Maybe maybe part of the reason why we don't like this episode so much. Um, also, maybe we'll talk about this later. Maybe the most problematic episode so far. Just a lot of like. Yeah, the man some gender norms. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, and I noticed that like within the first uh in the commercial with the guy who was like, "This is how we show affection." I'm like, "Okay, problematic white man." I mean, that, that's a lot of this stuff. This is probably why this is Dan Poppenmeyer's least favorite episode as well. Maybe. Do you want to break that story? Uh, yeah. Well, I was gonna get to it when we when we get to the rankings. I'll mention oh, okay. Uh, so they they see the commercial for the sandwich shop. Phineas says, "I know what we're gonna do today." Screen star wipes, comes back, turns out what he said was, let's go get sandwiches from Sandwich Town. Um, but then he says, okay, we should go check the, the Danville Glacier for cavemen, because apparently there's a glacier in the middle of Danville. Yeah. Somehow they're not, it's not like Navi's home area where it's always cold, but there's supposedly sun there. So I don't understand how the glacier hasn't melted. Like climate change is real, people. Maybe this is the start of it. The start of something new? <laughs> the start of something 13 years old. <laughs> uh, so at the same time, Candace is is trying to find an outfit for Stacy's costume party. Stacey's I was going to say Stacy's mom. Stacy's mom has got it going on. I thought, I, not, not to get too sidetracked about 
TikTok. Um, but I saw a TikTok last night made by Stacy, real life Stacy's daughter. And she was like, the song Stacy's mom is about my grandma. And she was like showing high school yearbooks. And she was like, here's my mom. She went to school with the guy from Fountains of Wayne. Here they are together in the yearbook. This is my mom, Stacy, and this is my grandma, Stacy's mom. It, it was wild. I'll I'll send you the TikTok. Please do if I can if I can go find it. Yes. Um, but it was it was wild. We we got confirmation that Stacy's mom did in fact have it going on. Wow. Yeah. Go off, Queen. Um. So she's looking for a costume for the party, uh, and she starts off. She's like, "Oh, I'll I'll dress as a disco diva." Uh, and this this costume features a a totally unproblematic afro on Candace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a there was a drag queen on this last season of Drag Race who was Bob Ross for Snatch Game, mm-hmm. uh, and she was a white queen. And she was like, "I really don't feel comfortable wearing an afro." So she designed a wig using like fake squirrels as like the <laughs> afro. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so so she tries Disco Diva, and then she's like, no, I'll, I'll dress up as a corn dog. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Yeah, I thought that too. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, no, I'll just, I'll just ask Jeremy what I should wear. Uh, and then she, she, she starts talking to this teddy bear that she has a picture of Jeremy, like, taped onto the face Yeah, of. not disturbing at all. Very... I have written in my notes that this is very uh, Helga Pataki vibes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like uh, like Hey Arnold. Uh, yeah, this is just so weird. Yeah, so weird. Just, Did you so ever she... have a teddy bear with? Uh, actually, no, never mind. Since Sam and Chandler went to the same high school, uh-huh. did he I ever have the same a te- high school as both of them? Yes. Or not? Did he ever have a teddy bear with her face on it? I don't think so. That could be on his vows. <laughs> Uh, not, not to my, not, I, I know like both of us had teddy bears growing up, but, but I don't think either of us had them old enough to where we were like putting people's faces on them. I think mm. at some point they. What was your teddy bear's name? Mine was Bear. I think it was Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, I, just... a, I think it was a person. <laughs> In my head, your teddy bear is dressed up like a, like a Sons of Anarchy guy. Cause I just picture Summer of Steve as a teddy Summer of Steve 2018. <laughs> Summer of Steve Teddy 18. Teddy 18. Oh. Uh, yeah, this is what happens when he pod- will podcast with us is then he, like, 10, 10 weeks later, he's, like, trying to, no, more than 10 weeks, 20 weeks later, he's, like, trying to fill coconuts with animals um, as part of, like, he becomes more unhinged, I feel like. You know, just, just trying to keep it light, trying to keep it all fresh. Like the like the yogurt in the in the <laughs> yogurt yogurt I think is the furthest thing you can get from fresh. You can't eat it until it's nasty. Well, for you, it's always nasty. Yeah. Well, before it's nasty, it's not yogurt. It's milk. Mm-hmm. You make points. You make points. No. Um. So while Candace is talking to Jeremy Baramy, um. <laughs> <laughs> she she gets a, a phone call. Did you from say the Jeremy Baramy? I did say Jeremy Baramy. I thought you said Jeremy Daremy for a second. Like what? But no, um, that's that's a great good place, Paul. Uh, so she she gets a call from from human Jeremy, the, the corporeal Jeremy, 
and and Jeremy tells her that that uh, um, see his mom has that going myself. on, right? <laughs> well, that too, maybe. Uh, Jeremy Jeremy says that he's gonna dress up as a caveman for the party. Well, uh, first uh, he calls her, and she's like, "What do you want?" And then it's like, "Oh, uh, he's like, oh, I'm talking to Candace," and she's like, "She's not here right now." Like her Parsons voice, and then she's like, "Yeah, this is hi, Jeremy." This is the second time we've seen Candace talk to Jeremy on the phone and like get really mad at first before she realizes she's talking to Jeremy. What she thinks calling? Phineas and Ferb? They're downstairs. Well, I she just needs to do a customer service voice. That's all. Yeah. It's like I I does not everybody do I I cannot fathom calling anybody on the phone and starting off angry. I might, the, I might eventually be angry, but but first is always like like the most agreeable customer service voice I could think of. Yeah, the only time I could think of it is like if you're applying to be on a reality show and you can mm. suspect that the blocked number that's calling you is a casting person, and your shtick is to be like a wackadoo, angry person, and you'd be like, "Who the fuck is this? What do you want?" Oh, I swore. Mm-hmm. Sorry, children. Um, but like if Randy Bailey, that could have been his shtick. Who knows? Yeah, that's fair. You think yeah, Candace no, I, I always am like a, a hello? reality television person. Candace would be perfect for hmm, Amazing Race with Linda and Candace. Mm. Oh boy, Linda's so slow though. They'd get out yeah. first. Candace would be pushing her everywhere. Yeah, Candace uh, maybe so, for Kid Nation. Uh, oh, maybe. Uh, so, so Candace hears that Jeremy's going to be a caveman, so she's like, I will be a cavewoman, and we can be matchy, and we can pretend it's a date, and all, all that business. Can I just say that this phone call could have been a text? Like, he didn't have yeah. to call Listen, her. in 2008, we didn't have unlimited texting. <laughs> on your flip phone. Texting on, on yeah, like, the, T9. Yeah, do you, like, the, the press three, four times to get, like, the letter <laughs> F, like... <laughs> Uh, yeah it, it definitely could be and i think now it probably would be a text yeah or a, a couple years ago it would have been like a like a snapchat message even yeah. you know what <laughs> jeremy just yeah. taking a picture in the middle in the mirror of his caveman costume and be like this is what i'm wearing end of message yeah you know what if if it was a modern time you know linda would just be hitting can I call you later? I can't talk right now. Like she, like on those phone messages, those auto replies whenever Candace called. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this stuff probably would be resolved by uh, uh, modern technology. Yeah, she could just FaceTime or something. Like, look at this. Um, what else? Well, okay, here's here's back to the boys. Uh, the the parents are going to the center for historically relevant botanical garden. Um, and this is one of my favorite lines I have written down. Lawrence says something like, uh, it's a virtual treasure trove of topical topiaries. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're going to see some botanical gardens and the boys say that they're going to go on an archeological dig and Linda's cool with it as long as they don't touch her flower bed. That's all. They can, they can dig anywhere they want. Just not, just not the flower. Not the flowers. Uh, so uh, Candace is is like sitting in the living room 
and and showing off her her caveman outfit to herself and this is this is where oh no it's it's the next time she's showing off her her caveman outfit when she's singing some some bullshit is it just me or that did they animate her face differently like i know she had a ponytail but like it looked like her face was like drawn slightly differently was a little more round Mm -hmm. yeah looking at looking at this picture now it, it definitely does look more round than usual especially at the top of her head it looks more like a circle than than the sort of like quarter circle shape it usually is yeah. uh yeah I, I i definitely agree with that. i i don't know if they're going for like a like a uh pebbles flintstone look mm -hmm. that's what i was that, thinking that could be it bam 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 indeed uh so Stacy calls Candace and she asks if she can bring a sandwich tray to the party. She needs some help with the with the snacks. And uh, Candace says she'll bring roast beef because that's what Jeremy likes. Um, and she says uh, Jeremy eats it on finnades and satiferbs, I think is what she said. So, so, something stupid where, where Finney's and Ferb walk by and and they're living in her head rent free. She can't say Fridays and Saturdays. She has to say Finnadays and Satterfurbs. Just call Rebecca Black. Maybe she could help out figure out her days. <laughs> if anyone knows the days, it's, it's either Rebecca Black. Black or the Black Eyed Peas. Mm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. But like they, they said there's two Saturdays, though. Mm. So maybe not. I got a feeling. <laughs> so. The uh, the boys then go to the Danville Glacier. They're going to try and, and find them a caveman. They they go through the, the Jurassic era, the Cretaceous era, the Plasticine era, and then they find the, the cavemen in the in the Paleolithic era, and they're going to take one home with them. They would excel at that old Big Brother veto competition where you had to like unbreak the like break the ice and stuff like that. Or mm -hmm. I know they do it on the challenge quite a bit where you have to like mm -hmm. hump the ice to melt. What? what? Uh, oh, you should watch some old challenge yeah. clips. Uh, they did it this season on All Stars because it was like a throwback challenge. They had to hump mm -hmm. the ice. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would go better if you peed on it. That's what that's what some people did in the original seasons. I'm pretty sure. Like that's I wouldn't. Something. I wouldn't do it. But if I were trying to win, I might do it. But I also don't think I would ever be in the situation where I would be on the challenge and trying to win. <laughs> Hey, listen, I didn't say that I thought the same thing about Casey Clark, but look where she's at now. She was that boring. You know, I, I, I don't know what to say. I'm stammering yeah. right now. I, I hey. don't know how to respond to this. Yeah. <laughs> Just to answer a question that nobody asked, who would be best on the challenge for Phineas and Ferb? 100% Buford. Ooh. Unless, unless one of the Or Lulu Jones. Like Lulu Jones, Jones would be pretty good. Um, yeah, ooh, that's that's a Harry tough would question. Be good. That I have to sit on. Ferb would be pretty good. Like Ferb, like I think Ferb he would do well in the, the challenges. Game. Well, yeah, he would do well in the challenges. He would he would avoid all the drama though. Ferb would. Yeah. Um, he, he would be like a one and done. With dolphins apparently. You find this ooh, out. Yep. If there's dolphins on the challenge, but to be fair, he just holds up a photo of a fish and like points at them, and the dolphins. I don't know. Like, I thought it, I thought it was implied that he he's doing some sort of. Do you think he's related to Eliza Thornberry? 
Mm, it's maybe. not looking good for our bets right now. <laughs> like with all these tangents. No, and this is a hundred percent my fault. Ain't ain't nothing but a thing, as they say. Uh, so now now Candace is is in in the living room and she's dancing and singing her her dumb bullshit song. It's like once Jeremy sees me looking fly, he's gonna want to be my guy, and that's kind of it. Um, it's not even really a song; it's just kind of words that she's saying rhythmically. There's there's no sort of I don't I don't know. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even call this a rap. I wouldn't call it a poem. I would I would I don't know what I would call this. Nothing. This is nothing. Beatnik. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I don't know what it would be. Uh so Stacy reminds her about the sandwiches. Um the the boys finally they have they have this caveman and they're they're getting him out of the ice with their hair dryers. Uh, and Phineas says, uh, think of all the practical applications a caveman could have in the modern world. And then they kind of sit there for a second and they can't think of anything. He, he politics. Says, well, besides politics, we can't, I can't think of anything. Uh, can you all think of any practical applications in the modern world for cavemen? Um, Advertising big. for Geico? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I met that guy. Really? He, yeah, he was... Um, he was a, a guest speaker at one of my classes uh, in LA because he, he's like a writer, actor, guy. Was, was he in caveman costume? Or he was, was he... the caveman. One of them, at least. Well, like whenever you met him, was he? Oh, was no, 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 no. Regular? No. Or... Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he was regular. Um, but yeah, maybe like a wig stylist, like all that, like Ooh, extra hair, or maybe a dentist could get a lot of work from the caveman. You think a caveman would be good at MPV's a challenge? Probably. Like, I mean, Johnny Bananas is in West. They're basically cavemen in themselves. Yeah. I, was to, I was about to say Fessy, but... Uh, him too. He's done Neanderthal. <laughs> Neanderthal or Neanderthal? Let's, let's ask him. <laughs> oh, I love that moment. Yeah. Actually, uh, that's so, Neanderthal. <laughs> so they, they unfreeze the caveman. Uh, his name is Conk. Uh, he's very hungry. Conk is is the character that if if this were a live action show, Conk would one hundred percent be played by Jason Mantzoukas. Derek. Derek, I I always know him first as Rafi. I saw him. I saw the. League I never first. watched the league. Yeah. But uh, this is he. This is what he looks like. If, Pimento. If yeah. If you can't picture him, this this caveman looks like Jason Mantzoukas. Shout out to Derek for getting second place in Survivor Palau. No. Yeah. Good for Derek. Maximum Derek. Uh, Survivor Guatemala did not go go well. Not for you. No, I'm still in it. Uh, Shout out to Hani. I almost picked Squilliam and I'm glad I didn't. (laughs) You're first draft and you're the first boot. You're the opposite of Jacob. Who's first draft? He wins. You know, you win some, you lose some. Or I guess so far I lose some. (laughs) The people don't need to know about the the PSR Discord unless subscribe to Postal Recaps. I'm anxiously awaiting the day that Navi and and AJ join us in the Discord. You can learn what we're talking about with this Brant deal in which yeah. William Fancies in the third got out. You first. know what's going to happen when Navi and AJ w- hold hands and walk into the Discord? Navi's going to start a fight with Touchdown Tommy because they're off. <laughs> I'm ready to throw hands. What can I say? More like throwing books at him. Yeah, throw books. That's Navi's also... superpower. 
<laughs> the bookworm. The bookworm. <laughs> Get the BB comics people yeah. on this. Right My now? favorite though is like um when <laughs> Mike or Shannon asked one of the contestants, what superpower would you like to have? And they were like enlightenment. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. Was that a Nessu? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Uh, I, I binged them all today because I had a lot of driving to do and I wanted to get to them, but I just like, was like, let me prioritize the other stuff in the backlog first because this doesn't start soon. And then my other favorite was the guy who said that he wanted a fictional character to just be his fictional loved one to be an ice cream cone so he could yes. eat his loved one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, William, what are we talking about? So, yeah. Speaking so, of eating loved ones. So, uh, eating carburetors uh conk tries to eat a carburetor um i mean he thought he, it was carbs so i don't i don't oh, blame him. maybe yeah carbonara even <laughs> uh but uh phineas is like no don't eat that i'll go get you a sandwich uh so phineas goes to get a sandwich uh from candace who is already making all of the sandwich all of the sandwiches for the sandwich tray um he asks if she can spare a sandwich and and she gives him one because quote she knows how men get about their meat and then does some work, How do like, men get about their meat? I have zero experience. <laughs> <laughs> how do men get about their meat? I have zero experience. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be the promo for the Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, see I don't, I don't know. I I I don't feel any sort of like primal urge toward food. Uh, in, okay. in in the way that this episode seems to suggest. Uh, See, but you know, if someone took took Conk's sandwich, he'd be like, "My sandwich." If you he knew the word for sandwich, he definitely would. I, well, he does, he does know, know the word for sandwich. He does say that at the end of the episode. Um. So, uh, Phineas says, uh, "You should you should meet our new friend. He's a real Neanderthal." And Candace is like, "I don't care how buff he is." <laughs> really fun. <laughs> Candace, you're being a real Neanderthal. Uh, yeah. I, th- I, I think we can wrap up the rest of this storyline pretty yeah. quickly. Uh, Phineas brings in the sandwich. He eats it very quickly. He wants another sandwich. Uh, so he, he sees Candace with the, with the sandwich tray and he follows her to the party. Uh, so, of course, Candace gets to the party. There's a caveman at the party. She thinks it's Jeremy. Uh, and he acts exactly as you'd expect a, a caveman to act at a party. Uh, he's breaking all of the things. I don't know. I've seen crudes. I don't know. <laughs> okay. He's breaking all of the things. He's eating all of the food. He even like picks up Candace at one point, like like fireman's carry over his yeah. shoulder. Where was the consent? Which is yeah, very, very creepy, very like uncomfortable. Um, and and while while Candace is suspended in midair over the shoulder of Conk, she gets a phone call from actual Jeremy. Uh, and Jeremy's like, "Hey, I'm running late. I'm sorry. I will be there soon." And then she's like, "Well, if if that's Jeremy, then then who is this caveman?" Uh, she realizes that, that the boys are behind all all of this, uh, so she immediately calls her parents. And of course, her parents are like, uh, "Oh, you have a great imagination." That you think your brothers have reanimated a caveman in modern times. Yeah. What do they think is that do they just think Candace is prank calling? Like like I've always well no, that's why 
15 seconds ago, I thought of this. Like, what do they think is happening at the house when they're gone? Like, do they think Candace is just like annoyed with their brothers? Do they think they're like, we're all in this together? Like, that was not an intentional reference, but <laughs> shout out High School Musical. Um, they're like planning this. Like, they're like Phineas and Ferb and Candace, they're like being Bart Simpson, being like, can I see Seymour Butts or something? Like, what, what, what do they think Candace is on? I mean, they always say that they, they think either she has like, an act of imagination or she's delusional or something like this that that if, if they really think the things that they say then you would think that they want they would want to get her like mental health or something like yes that. get hire a therapist yeah, like this betterhelp.com we are not sponsored but we, we we wish we were um yeah it, yeah it, it, they're bad parents <laughs> true yeah they care more about their especially topiaries it. and their antiques than their children yeah. especially who i think lawrence is worse than linda as a parent but we can have this oh, oh i said especially in this episode oh okay. not, not one of them especially yeah especially in this yeah. episode when doofenshmirtz is the best parent on the show you know it's <laughs> yeah well maybe charlene yeah um, i don't know maybe, also, maybe mrs mrs garcia shapiro is also is also mm. a g so Maybe maybe we'll have to have a parent ranking at some point. Who's who's actually <laughs> yeah the best? This this was I uh, another tangent. One of my one of my takes I may have already shared about Fuller House is that Jimmy Gibbler is the best parent on the show. I mean, you didn't you didn't see Stephanie in action as a parent. Yeah, like. But yeah, Kimmy is better better yeah, than I Danny. Mean, maybe, but if if you if you go based on like who raised the most normal best kid is oh kimmy gibbler yeah kimmy's definitely the best parent yeah um we don't need to relitigate fuller house right now <laughs> that's that's coming season I three See, i love that show though it i've seen every episode me um, too yes uh so our first like our first chapter will be Phineas and ferb our second chapter will be milo murphy's law and then our third chapter <laughs> could be fuller house, fuller house. <laughs> yeah beautiful uh, so the last little uh, tie a bow on the on the Phineas and Ferb storyline is that the boys distract Conk with a plate of sandwiches uh, to get him out of the party, and this is where the plot kind of intertwines with the the Doofenshmirtz and Harry plot. Yes. So let's rewind, take it back, and let's talk about Doof and Perry. Yeah. So starting from the beginning, Perry like crawls up the little gutter, and he comes out of the gutter, and he's wearing a, a magpie costume. Never heard of a magpie before this episode. Uh, last episode, the birds that eat the bread and the breadinator were magpies. Did not know that. I... Uh, <laughs> but you haven't I, heard I... of a magpie before last week. Yeah, true. Um, yeah. Um, so he, he's like doing this little, or he tries to do a little tightrope walk on a telephone wire and he falls. So he's kind of yeah. like crawling across his telephone wire. That might be my favorite Pixar shirt, the boards with the telephone wire. Hmm. Yeah. Oh. I also like Piper was, and the lava one. I was about to say, was lava a Pixar? I think it was. I think it was the one before Inside Out. Yeah. Oh, Burrow's also good, but that one is 2D, so I don't know if mm. people classify. I think I think lava is my favorite. It's it's a, it's a volcano singing out doing a wand up. How do you not love? Yeah. <laughs> do you think he has a coconut friend who you could pour tequila in? Oh, maybe. Maybe. put the lime in the sit. coconut uh so 
Harry makes it into the, the, the headquarters and he's wearing this bird costume and Major Monogram and Carl are laughing at him. And like, I told you he'd fall for it. He didn't have to wear this bird costume, but we made him do it. What a, what a doofus. No, what a doofus Schmertz. <laughs> uh, and so they, they say, go stop doofus Schmertz. Uh, and then like, but, but can you do it dressed as a bunny? Um, and not the bunny that uh, Scooby-Doo threw. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I wasn't even going to think of that until you mentioned the bunny. To be fair, I think they said a rabbit. I think one of them said rabbit and the other one said bunny. Uh, but but yes, yeah, so, so Perry, he's going to go stop Doofenshmirtz and whatever he's doing. And he's not going to fall for the, the costume bit this time. Uh, so he, he gets to Doofenshmirtz Evil Incorporated. And Doofenshmirtz traps him in some kind of helmet that I don't know exactly what it's doing. But but it's a it's like a helmet on a string that, that yeah. uh, he can't escape from until that he does. painful. Yeah, it really does. It's like being suspended from his head. Uh, very, very like, check uh, in for a TBI. We're, get Dr. Amanda on the line. Uh, and maybe one of the only good things about this episode uh, is Doofenshmirtz says, Perry the Platypus, your persistence is insufferable. And by that, I mean completely sufferable. Yeah. Remember, uh, it's it's remember, been like 15 episodes since we've had one of those. Yeah. So, yeah, I, like I said, I was listening and I was like, oh my God, I forgot Will used to track these. <laughs> Yeah, the, the last one we had was in episode six. So we went from episode six oh. to episode 19 without a, a and by I mean. Uh, but this one was funny. I, I liked, yeah. I, was, I was very happy to have it. Uh, well, I mean, how could you not be? This episode was so horrendous afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it was a real, real like uh, bright spot in a dark tunnel. Yeah. Uh, so Doofenshmirtz is talking about his pet peeves, and one of his pet peeves is, is people who dress up in sandwich costumes to promote restaurants. Like, are you a person or are you a food? Petty King. And he's like, uh, but he, he doesn't mind the guy in the taco suit. He doesn't like guys in sandwich suits, but he's, okay. he's kind of cool with the guy in the taco suit. But well, they have cute a taco hats. is a sandwich. Mm, I don't know that I agree with that. A taco is a sandwich. Every food is either a soup or a sandwich, and a taco is a sandwich. Oh, okay. In in that dichotomy, yes, a taco is a sandwich. Um, but in in the sense that everyone talks online, is a hot dog a sandwich? Uh, no, of course not. Yeah. And no. a taco, of course, is not a sandwich. But uh, yeah, it, it, it it's not a soup. It's more sandwich than soup. <laughs> like a lasagna is a sandwich. It's more sandwich than soup. Yeah. Yeah. A ravioli is a pop tart, and a pop tart is a sandwich. <laughs> okay. okay, there we go. I'm Keep following going. the logic. We're stretching. Here, I guess. We're stretching. Uh, I did yoga this morning, and I may not have stretched as much as that right there. <laughs> <laughs> I did uh, so, yoga this morning, and I did a lot of stretching today. So Doofenshmirtz reveals the the sandwich suit removinator. And what this does, it finds someone in a sandwich suit and it rips the sandwich costume off of them, leaving them only in their underwear. And their skivvies. And, and shreds, the, shreds the sandwich costume into pieces. Uh, so Doof is ready to go and enact his plan. Uh, but first he realizes that the big head uh, is out of gas. Uh, so he's got to fill it up with gas. Yeah. Uh, and and while, while he's like doing his soliloquy apparently perry fell asleep <laughs> honestly like the, the <laughs> blood probably left his brain 
Maybe, yeah. With that, uh, with the claw thing on his head. The claw. Uh, so Doofenshmirtz leaves. Uh, Perry uses like a coat hanger to to pick the lock on the helmet thing. Tom's a little he, platypus. He is. <laughs> really. Uh, and he even he even like put it back and hung up the jacket. I think. Yeah. Kind, kind platypus. Uh, so he he goes on his little hoverboard thing and goes to stop Doofenshmirtz. Um, not after Doofenshmirtz first uses the the innator on some guy's sandwich chute. Uh, a fight ensues. Doofenshmirtz falls out of the big head and and lands in a giant sandwich suit. Perry crashes the the big head car into the glacier. Uh, so now there's one less glacier in the world. Uh, so maybe climate change is Perry the platypus's fault. Ooh, not for nothing. Can, do we have to unstand? I don't know. I don't know. Naomi, can we still stand Perry the platypus? Answer, answer get it in at, a tweet. Get at us in the comments. Is, yeah. is climate change Perry the platypus's fault? Yeah. Uh, hashtag green new platypus. Hashtag. Um, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, if you got a hashtag. Go I don't. Know. I was going to say Navi loves books. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Navi loves books. Anything, but okay. <laughs> uh, so. Where are we at? Doofenshmirtz fell into a sandwich. He's now in a sandwich costume. Conk, the caveman, is chasing after him because he thinks he's a giant sandwich. Uh, and that's the end of the episode. Phineas and Ferb say something about, like, uh, you know, you know what they say, if you love something, let it go. And Ferb's like, especially if it's a caveman. Phineas says, especially if it's a caveman. Yeah. End of episode. Especially if this episode, especially if it's this episode, let it go. Huh. Like Elsa should have shown up and been like, "Damn, Papa Meyer, please don't put this out there." <laughs> this episode, this episode was like eleven minutes long, and it just felt so unfinished. Yeah, like, like I have no idea what happened with, like, so Perry crashes into the glacier. You have no idea what happens to the caveman at the end of this. You Jeremy no never idea. shows up at the party. Jer yeah, Jeremy never shows up. We have no idea what happened at the party with Jeremy and Candace. Susie probably knocked him out. Uh, maybe. <laughs> Like hit him with a club and be like, you can't go see Candace. It's like I, I would expect like two more minutes out of this episode. Yeah, but I, there it is. That's it. Any any last thoughts on on this episode? On this episode, no. But I did have something that I forgot to say in the pre-show, uh, sure. or not in the pre-show, but um, when we first started. So I did have a fun Phineas and Ferb story this week. So mm -hmm. I went to New York. I hung out with the mm -hmm. TikTok queen herself, Nicole. I stayed at her apartment for a night. And I like to sleep with things on in the background. Whoa. And I may not have been sober. And my decision was to watch Phineas and Ferb, across, uh, Candace Against the Universe in Portuguese. And I got through like seven minutes listening to it before I fell asleep. So that was my story. But that was my not sober desire to consume that media. So that was my okay. Phineas and Ferb story. Um, Good story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, should we get into Voyage to the Bottom of Buford? We'll do a musical break in between rankings. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You said you forgot to talk about something in the pre-show. I thought you were going to talk about getting scanned on Instagram. When, oh! <laughs> <laughs> not not shavemyballs.com. Is that what the website was? It's something like that. It was just an Instagram page, but it's, yeah. That was, that was the one we got. Also, 
if Heinz Doofenshmirtz, that account is still out there, feel free to add us. Like if you're listening, because I know you said that you wanted, you were going to listen at one point. So let us know you're out there, Heinz Doofenshmirtz. Yeah. Uh, Shredo QD 4426. 4427. Sorry. Cut myself. But anyways, Phineas and Ferber having a lovely day at the beach, but they overhear some noise. It is Buford crying, AKA sweating through his eyes. Most annoying lo- sound. Yeah, I have yeah. To say. yeah, I might revoke my Buford stamp card after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but he did fight a squid for a fish. He does love his friends. So, um, but yeah, so he's crying because he lost Biff, his goldfish. Now we get some Buford origin story here. So little Buford used to be a wimp like Phineas and Ferb. And he goes to a carnival and he does that hammer game and he lands on goldfish. So they give him a goldfish, which I don't think I've ever been to a carnival where they give you a live animal. I don't think I have either. I feel like I've heard of this trope Is that where you got Steve at a carnival? (laughs) No. uh, I think my mom made him. Oh! Shout out Mrs. Davis, mom. I don't know that for sure. Davis, Uh, mom. (laughs) Make sure to save that for her if she wants to go on Twitter someday. I think she is on Twitter, but doesn't use it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Does she want to be a guest on the podcast? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If she does, she can have the Christmas episode instead of Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> he, he will not be happy with that. Um, yeah. Speaking he, of, he, let he me, let me... Be talking to me on the phone like Candace whenever she doesn't realize it's Jeremy. Listen, I, I have to speak to Nathan directly. Nathan, I know you're listening. It was revealed to me earlier that you do not have your own Disney Plus profile on the Disney Plus family account. You need to fix that shit because you are you are you are using your brother's account and it's unfair. Oh, it's not my account. I don't pay for it. I know, but he's using your profile <laughs> and messing up your algorithm or whatever. Is he using my profile or is he using the one that's just called profile? I don't know. Who knows? Nathan, what profile do you use on Disney Plus? Yes, tweet us your answer. Don't even ask. Tell just, William. Just make one with your name on it. That's fine. Yeah. I like how I, you're in the same house, yet you're still asking him to add you on Twitter through a podcast. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, what is what is communication if not tweeting? Um, but anyways, uh, yeah. So they so we get Biff, and then he's walking home with Biff, and this bully is going to freaking eat Biff. Now, he was my least favorite character in the episode. Maybe my least favorite character that I've watched on a television show today. However, that is a big contention with the douchebag from Olivia Rodrigo's high school in the in HSMTMTS. That dude is a prick. But this bully was trying to eat a live goldfish, and I wanted to throw hands. And thank God Buford did. Buford threw hands, and he's like, "I'm the bully now." I almost included an extra word, but he did not say that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we appreciate so, your restraint. It's called growth. Growth here. Um, so Buford is now a bully. And he's like, I'm not scared of anything in the world except for a squid. He does mention that. Um, but he's very upset. He tells Phineas and Ferb that he went for a swim with Biff. And honestly, Buford, you kind of, it, that wasn't cool of you to abandon Biff because, you know, it, the buddy system, you have to stick with your friends. But Biff disappears in the ocean. Um, he leaves his, his fishbowl. Um, and he just wants a hug and tries to throughout the episode he tries to get a hug at least he like waits for consent like yeah, unlike the caveman this i i think they could have given him a hug yeah they were kind of mean Why like not just give him one hug he's he's very sad like so i have never been a pet owner 
Have either of you ever been a pet owner? Oh, yeah. No. Okay. Will, have you ever been upset if your pet disappears? Uh, well, not to get too sad, but our, our uh, dog passed away from cancer back in December. Uh, and that was very sad. Uh, oh. So, yes, I, I understand the feeling. Here, if I was next to you, I'd give you a hug. I, I would I would appreciate it. It would I yeah I would hope we're that... not Phineas for Isabella and Balji. Yeah. We will give you a hug. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh... I will awkwardly hover my hand behind your back in comfort. <laughs> yes, she will even give you a book if you ask. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that's a big sacrifice for Navi. Um, it is. But, but they're like, okay, we'll we'll go find Biff, who's lost at sea. Phineas and Ferb build a sub and they hop in. Uh, Ferb has to like jump on Buford so he f- gets into the sub. Uh, and then Ferb communicates with the dolphins, which, Will, you had thoughts on this? I just said, like, does Ferb have more talents that we know about that he can communicate with dolphins? Like, I guess so. I, I, feel like, I feel like it's some sort of like telepathic thing. Maybe it is just what you said that he's just holding up a, a picture of them. But I feel like this is a bigger thing than that. Yeah. Definitely was, I think. But maybe it's just somewhere in the middle. Maybe he's Eliza Thornberry. Or Shark he's, Boy. He's a talented guy, this this fur. Yeah. I remember one episode later, I think it's the cartoon one where he does all the sound effects with the balloon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that lives rent free in my mind. But um they end up going, and then the dolphins lead them to Biff. Uh, but so Buford collects Biff. The squid attacks them off and grabs Ferb, grabs Phineas, sticks his hand in the submarine as Buford runs away. Grabs Isabella and Baljeet, who also Baljeet's there. Hi, Baljeet, um, mm-hmm. and Isabella. But then Buford doesn't save his friends, which I'm like, okay, Buford, you're losing points here. But then Biff is kidnapped. And Buford's like, oh, hell no. I'm going to kill you, you stupid squid. And he he gets his friends back. Um, so yeah, that's basically... Oh, and then they arrive back on shore and Buford has Biff and he still wants hugs. That's basically the Phineas and Ferb plot. Do we want to stop down on any specific point? Their yeah, sailor like... outfits were really cute. Yes. Yeah. That was, that was a, a nice bit of it. I, I like the recurring bit of of, or is he crying or is he sweating out of his eyes? Yeah, and then Isabella <laughs> yeah. asks at one point, are you sweating out of your eyes? He's like, no, I'm crying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Buford is one of my faves, but this episode, ugh. but this was far better than the Caveman episode, like by far. Um, yeah, so anyways, let's move on to the Candace plot where Candace, see, there she's buying sunglasses with Stacy and she sees a submarine roll up and she's like, oh, Phineas and Ferb are doing something. I'm going to go and I'm going to grab this camera, which we've discussed many times. And she's like, no, you got to pay for that first. And she's like, I'll do that after I pay for it. And then she goes and she photographs inside the sub. She has her evidence. I don't know why she needs to keep photographing stuff. But um, no, she goes. And then eventually after the squid attack, Candace falls off the submarine. She's like, don't get the camera wet. Don't get the camera wet. And she like swims all the way to shore. She's tired. She gets on a bike. She's like, you have to pay for that. She's like, after I pay for this. And then she goes all the way home. As soon as she gets home, you assume that Doofenshmirtz, his thing is going to hit her thing. But no, it just causes chaos. The water tank tips over and crashes. She's at the front door. She's like, mom, mom, mom. And the wave 
hits the camera and destroys the footage. Rest in peace footage. What do we think of this yeah. Candace subplot? I mean, it was it was pretty standard. She tried to take a picture of it. She couldn't take a picture of it. It was, it was, it was okay. Uh, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't have any big thoughts on this episode. You know what used to stress me out when I was at camp? Running mm. out of footage on your disposable camera. Mm, yeah. Having said that, I don't know if I've you, ever looked at a photo I've taken at camp. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that too, but also the, the fact that you like, you waste 60% of, of your camera roll in the first day at camp. And then you're like, oh shit, I can only take like two pictures a day from now on. How am and then I when you take try a to... picture of all this beef jerky? <laughs> what? You wasted your camera roll of beef jerky photos? I don't think I ever actually took a disposable camera. This is this is more speaking from the third person. Yeah. Beef jerky was a big thing at, at at camp whenever I was a kid. I don't know why. There were there one one camp memory that I distinctly remember is these these kids were in I I was in like third or fourth grade, I think. And these kids were passing a football around the the cabin. And everyone wanted to be like, I guess to, to be popular meant that someone would throw you the football. Like that was that was the social status. If someone threw me the football and I get to choose who I throw it to now. Uh, and I remember distinctly one kid sitting on the top of his bunk. He really wanted someone to throw him the football. And he's, he's waving beef jerky. He's like, I will give you a Slim Jim to throw me the football. <laughs> yeah, shout out Dex Felt. Shout out him. If anyone wants to hear an embarrassing camp story, uh, it must have been seventh grade. I like I go back and forth on my name. Sometimes I'm like, I don't like my name. It's too ethnic or whatever. And then I was like, let me try this out. So I had sleepaway camp for one year. I was like, my middle name is Mitchell after Mitchell Musso. <laughs> <laughs> and I had everyone call me Mitchell or Mitch or something. My middle name starts with a V. Mitchie. <laughs> no. So you you were at camp and your name was Mitchy. Hmm. Uh, I've always been the kind it's of a, girl who hid a, my face. No, a but yeah. Movie so, in the making. I've heard of it. Yeah. So and then so everything and like the at some point the counselors had to know I was full of bullshit uh, because like my medicine had my name on it and I think it had my middle initial or whatever. But yeah. And then the next year I rebranded myself back to my regular self. But then there were two kids that were there and I and they were like. Hi, Mitch. I'm like, who? Who are you talking to? I was like, oh, gee. I was like, mm-hmm. anyways, that's a stupid story. Um, but yeah, that was that was my camp experience. And I thought it, it's kind of connected to Phineas and Ferb because Mitchell Moose was on it. But um, yeah. yeah. Was so, it really after Mitchell Musso? Yeah. It was like, I was watching <laughs> Hannah Montana. I was like, what's it like a generic like name? It, that's like somewhat cool. Like I didn't want to be like Fred or Jim or John. Fred, famously not a cool name. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, do Except for the YouTube guy. Goodbye. I am doing the rest of this podcast in protest, everybody. <laughs> we don't reference him. Is he still around? Does he still make YouTube videos? Or is he like canceled like Shane I, Dawson? I, I think he like, I, th- I thought he like sold the YouTube channel whenever he started making that movie with John Nathan, Cena. with Valentina. John Cena? Oh, I thought you said Valentina. Okay. 
Sexy High School Adventure? Oh, that's not the name of the movie. That's the name of Navi's No, movie. yeah, the movie was called, like, Fred the Movie, where John Cena was his yeah. dad. Nathan, your homework assignment for the week, since you're no longer in college, uh, tell us what Fred's been up to in the last however many years. That's that's your homework assignment. Research that on the plane ride. Um, <laughs> as I say this as if I think I could get this out before you fly. On the plane ride home, research this, Nathan. <laughs> that you might be able to do. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so... Doofenshmirtz plot. So Perry the Platypus surfs the tidal wave into this like gutter or like this uh, sewer pipe uh, and gets splashed into the to the lair. And he's like, Doofenshmirtz was caught on film catching a cat. He is a hero of the town. Find out, get to the bottom of this. And this reminds me of the save the cat moment in uh, The Incredibles when uh, he tries to save the cat and he like jiggles the tree and everyone's mad at him. But anyways, he catches the cat in, in a barf bag, basically. Yeah, the, the deal wasn't get to the bottom of this. It was like they thought he was defecting to the good side. So oh, he was yes. This welcome, welcome basket. basket. <laughs> and yeah, so sorry. My bad. My notes are all over the place. But Perry the Platypus shows up and he uh, he gives Doofenshmirtz the welcome basket. He's like, oh, thank you. But I'm actually very annoyed. But I'm going to keep the welcome basket because there's some good goodies in here. Um, but he basically, I didn't write down the name of the innator. Navi, do you have it or Will? I do have it. It is the uh, Media uh, Erasinator. Oh, media I eraser. did write that down. I was just like, this is what it does. I don't remember what it's called. And I wrote the Media Erasurinator is basically what I said. Look at me. Pat myself on the back. <laughs> I, think this, I think this is one of the more useful innators. Right? To like scrub your internet presence. I would love, I would love this. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm here for it. Uh, but uh, anyways, he has that and they, he's like, starts using it. Um, he puts, Perry's going to walk out on him, which the disrespect, Paris. <laughs> Not Paris, Perry. Do you think Perry's short for something? Percival? Um, Perry Winkle? Is Perry, is Perry generally short for something or is Perry like a regular name? Is Perry. Pomegranate. Pomegranate. <laughs> Pomegranate the platypus. Um, no, it looks like it's usually just Percival. Uh, a name. Okay. Yeah. So Perry. Can Percival just be Perry or per Percy? Percy. Yeah. Percy Jackson. Jinx. Yomi Soda. William. I said it first on my end. Uh, <laughs> that's your audio <laughs> lag. <laughs> um. Yeah, but uh, so they uh, he traps Perry in this Perry Coma. Uh, Name that Perry Coma song. My favorite immunity challenge. Yeah. Um, so he traps Perry in this like sphere thing, spider thing. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a cool looking little like it Spider Man is cool. sphere. Yeah. Uh, spider, spider platypus, please. Um, get your animals right. But you yeah, think so a spider platypus would show up in the in the Avatar universe? Avatar. They have a well, oh, they have, I was like, have, I thought I was like, you mean into the Spider-Verse? <laughs> like, no, like, like all of the animals yeah. in Avatar The Last Airbender are like two, except for Isn't the one like that's a platypus like just a bear, bear or something? Or yeah, platypus? I think there is a platypus bear. Yeah. But there's also like the one singular regular bear. There's also a regular panda. Hebo, Hobai. The, 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 yeah, anyways. Uh, but yeah, so Perry tries to leave and do and do and catches him and he's like, I'm, I'm gonna start shooting these things and he causes chaos because he okay, 
technically a stop sign is media. It's like a print thing, but it's not media, right? Yeah, I wouldn't call a stop sign media. Like you don't watch the stop sign for entertainment. You don't read what? a stop sign for entertainment. Um, but yeah, so he erases everything. You even see a love handle poster in the background. But like we said, the stop sign erases. Cars crash into each other, which leads the water tank to spill over, and Candace's uh, camera gets destroyed. And um, are they on the blue blimp at this? Oh no, that's in the last one, like when he falls to the ground. But yeah, yeah, they were they were on the big like giant Doofenshmirtz yeah. head in the last one. Yeah, but that's about it for this episode. Either of you have any thoughts on this, like on Biff, on Doofenshmirtz, the only stars of the episode? I, I said the song, the song in the episode. Oh, called, I like uh, the song. Fish Out of Water. It was okay. I, I think of the like sentimental songs, it's it's my least favorite so far. It kind of gives but me Gary Come Home song. vibes. I I have written down that it's very Sarah McLaughlin vibes. Mm-hmm. In, in, in the, the arms, arms of an angel. Of <laughs> an angel. ASPCA. I the, the, the woman who sings the song... Um, is it the Stacy, like the girl no, who sings Stacy? No, the the one who sings the song. This is the only song in the actual run of the series that she sings. She sings this song, and she sings a song in the movie, the newest movie, Candace Against the Universe. But in the TV show, this is the only song. What sings. else does she do on the show? Um, as far as I know, nothing. Oh, so she's just like a contract hire? Like, I think episode? so. I think they just brought her in to sing this one song. Lovely. And that was it. She has a great voice. Go off, yeah. Queen. Her name is... Uh, yeah, give her the shout out. Shout out where it's due. Beverly Staunton. Come through, Queen. Go follow her on Twitter, everyone. She, she later sings the song Unsung Hero in Kenny's and for the movie Candace Smith Universe. Queen. Maybe I heard it in Portuguese at one point. Maybe. <laughs> well, I was dead asleep um but yeah if we have no final thoughts should we throw it to a quick musical break before we get into feedback and rankings featuring how are you gonna how are you gonna get two musical breaks in this episode oh we don't need two musical breaks do we? <laughs> there's only one there's only one actual song yeah maybe we can put sarah mclaughlin in one of them oh or september yeah. by taylor swift mm, no yeah. you know you know what good for you mm, good for us good for us indeed we'll be right back For you, I guess you moved on really easily You found a new girl and it only took a couple weeks Remember when you said that you wanted to give me the world Good for you, I guess that you've been working on yourself I guess the therapist I found for you, she really helped Now you can be a better man for your brand new girl Getting everything you want You bought a new car and your career's really taking off It's like we never even happened, baby What the fuck is up with that? And good for you, it's like you never even met me Remember when you swore to God I was the only person who ever got you Well, screw that, screw you, you will never 
Fuck yes, you moved on really easily. <laughs> when I'm soaking in my bath, I dump you in the tub. There's no need to say another word. You had me at glove. Your bull became It needs to get to you somehow They say that there's plenty of fish in the sea But you're the only one for me Without you, I'm a fish out of water I'm hooked, please throw a line to me back good for you guys that you all look happy and healthy that we're back in your ears uh miss navi ball talk to us what do we have for feedback like a damn so so for feedback yes so for feedback we got quite a few emails from our boy giovanni and the first question he writes is who loves their pet more beeford or muriel bag from cow courage the cowardly dog Hmm. that shall creep me the fuck out so i will probably say buford because i have a grudge against that show for traumatizing me as a child also isn't like muriel an awful pet owner yeah like so and horace Austin, is that his name maurice um eustace is eustace the, some old the, white man name. name um <laughs> the the bit i remember from courage the cow the dog is when muriel gets turned into a child and she encourages got to like take care of her and she wants him to make macaroni and cheese and he like never gets it right and he's just like more macaroni less cheese more cheese less macaroni and then at the end she's like oh, i hate macaroni and cheese and Sounds when like she's a, a kid can. when she's a kid she treats him really poorly i don't remember much of the rest of that show i feel like she does i think muriel is is often just as oblivious to the goings on of the show as like Linda is in this mm-hmm. show. Yeah. Somehow Linda that's, still does it better. That's, like, that's it probably better. the comparison I would make. Yeah. Is, is Muriel to Linda. Courage is currently because of his owners. I'm just going to say that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will have to talk about Courage the Cowardly Dog at some point because there is going to be a Scooby Doo crossover movie. So Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Um, Anyways, Navi, do you have an opinion, or Will, did I cut you off before you finish yours? Um, no, you did no. not cut me off. <laughs> All right. Uh, Giovanni also writes, is the song in the second episode good or bad? Good. Got, got reaction good. It's better than some um, of the other shit we've listened to. <laughs> if, if we made a playlist specifically of sentimental songs from Phineas and Ferb, it would make that playlist. I don't know if I made a playlist of just general Finney's and Ferb songs, if I would put it in that. That's kind of where I have it. If, if, if it's like Finney's and Ferb songs to listen to while it's raining outside, I would put it on that playlist. Yeah. But I don't think I put it on the general. It makes Phineas the top 30 for me. No spoilers. Um, where did I? Where did I? We'll get to it. 
Yeah, no, this is outside of the top 30 for me. It's definitely a like cry song. Like, if you need a good cry, maybe instead of listening to, I guess that's why they call it the blues for the 900th time on repeat, maybe mm-hmm. tr- give this one a listen. Yeah. All right. Uh, Giovanni uh, sent in as well. Is it surprising that they used the word lusting in a kid's show on the Disney Channel in 2008? Where w- was this in the first episode or second episode? Uh, first episode. For, uh, I don't know for, that, yeah. yeah. Candace says, you boys are lusting for a bustin', which is kind of nasty. Oh, William! <laughs> William! What the fuck? I didn't I did not say this. I did not No, but you you made it you made it gross. Show. You made it gross. <laughs> I'm saying what's on the page. Reading the transcript. No, no, no. You made it weird. You made it weird. <laughs> I think it was already weird. No, but I, that went over my head. I was living in ignorance and then you had to make it creepy. <laughs> but no, I like there were so many other problematic things about that episode. The, I didn't even catch it. That's that's like, how like over my yeah, head. Yeah, it's it's like I I think if if it weren't lost in a sea of caveman bullshit, then then maybe you would have picked up on it. Yeah. But yeah, there's just so much going on in that episode. It does remind me of a a TikTok that I saw talking about. Um, it, it was it was a particular joke that that uh, they somehow snuck past Disney uh, and also snuck it past me and I guess all of us. Uh, so in, in the time travel episode, we talked about the, the guy who built the time machine. His name was Xavier Onassis, which is, which is save your own asses is his name. Xavier Onassis, save your own asses. Uh, and they were just like cool with that name and uh, like yeah. Disney didn't notice and Dan Pavanmeyer commented on this TikTok he's like yeah we we always expected Disney to tell us to take that part out but they never did yeah <laughs> no there, there's like some funny stuff like if you ever watch like the watch mojo like top 10 adult jokes you miss in cartoons or something um one of the ones that stands out to me there's like a Jimmy Neutral one that I don't remember uh off the top of my head oh yeah no it's the the hue <sighs> when He's like, it all started when I was six and I sat on a banana. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that, that's one. And then there's also, um, there was then, the one. The Rugrats f- episode where the, the grandpa on Rugrats is watching a movie called Lonely Space Vixens. And it's like, Grandpa Stu! And he's like, that's, that's. Not Grandpa Stu, boy. Grandpa, Grandpa, grandpa whatever. Lou, I Lou. think. Yeah, yeah, Grandpa Lou. But he's like, that, that's for when you kids go to sleep. <laughs> stop that no but then there's also there's also like a justice league joke that the flash is like i'm the quickest man alive and then one of the girls is like i'm sure you're very popular with the with the women you date (laughs) (laughs) so yeah anyways uh any other feedback i know john john sent in a question yeah uh so we have a couple more giovanni questions here we can just go rapid fire what costume would you wear to a party to impress your date assuming you had one Mm, can i just stop down and say like aside from like halloween or like a dress-up birthday party would have it like as a six-year-old do teenagers do like just costume parties just randomly no the only time i've ever college kids yes yeah the only time i've ever seen a costume party was on the challenge (laughs) i'm kidding uh there's halloween and some yeah but I, i think a cowboy is like classic easy costume to like go 
as like it, it takes some effort, but it's minimal effort. William he um, probably sees a ton of cowboys in Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, my my college mascot was literally the Cowboys. At least it wasn't something problematic. Uh, that is true. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm always. It kind of depends on the theme of the party. If the theme is just costume, then that's kind of hard to run with. Yeah. Uh, there was. Uh, so I think John John asked another question about. Uh, dressing up as different foods or something mm-hmm. um so one year our our department always had a, a halloween like costume party but it was it was the party was in the afternoon and i had to teach class in the morning uh, so i wore my costume to teach in uh and and what it was i had um so it was october and for some reason, Christmas decorations were already out at Walmart. Uh, so I bought this wreath that had like a bell, like a big, big bell. Uh, and I and I tied some some rope through it and made this big like bell necklace, kind of like a Flavor Flav clock, but a, but a bell instead of a clock. And I had a taco costume, much like the taco guy in the episode. So I wore the taco costume with with the bell around my neck and I was a taco bell. Did you wear the Margaritaville hat? Uh, no, the, the, the Margaritaville hat is a recent addition to the collection. Yeah. Um, I think also like probably in the future if I ever went to one of these, I think I would go to the Naomi Calhoun school of uh, dressing up as something funny. Like I, I, I did recently discuss the Halloween episode on NGOG of New Girl and like raining cats and dogs, like a queen with like cats and dogs or like mm-hmm. a coat of arms, but it's like a coat made out of like foam arms, like something mm-hmm. like punny, but that's a fun one. Um, that one seems like more work though, like sewing that stuff together. Uh, yeah. I don't I'm, think we're I'm always be- in on. I'm always in on the joke costumes. Love it. Yeah, love them. I don't think we're gonna break our record. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. We tried. Yeah. Let's try again next week. <laughs> It'd be like that. Yeah. Yeah, and one more question from Giovanni. We know why Candace likes Jeremy, but why does Jeremy like Candace? That's a good question. <laughs> it is a good question. Um, no, there's probably something like attractive like the like crazy <laughs> that's probably not maybe the kind of well, to say that, I, I mean the the short answer is is jeremy saw her looking so fly and he wanted to be her guy <laughs> yeah. um no i th- i <laughs> i was just gonna say that you know there there's something to be said about it's it's nice to be wanted uh maybe maybe you know he's interested in her because she is interested in him he likes the attention, but also like maybe he just likes her. Like there, yeah. like she's probably like very like we only see her her wild side when because we spend the time with her brothers. But like Jeremy doesn't see like also she might be a different person. Like she like she is always her best and like I don't know young love, some mm-hmm. eleven had me a blast. Opposites attract, maybe yeah. not. Yeah. Just ask, just ask uh, Magnus. Navi and her book. <laughs> one's a book, one's a human. <laughs> Navi, what are you reading these days? Uh, I was reading a short story collection by Haruki Murakami. I would highly mm-hmm. recommend that yes. for his writings. Okay. Um, 
So shall we get into our rankings then? Yeah. All right. So let's, let's go and let's get it. Yes. So why don't we start off with the innators because they were probably the best part of the episodes. Um, so the first innator that we have here to rank is the sandwich suit removinator. So where do y'all fellas have this one? I'm going to readjust this whole list in the season one finale, but at the moment I'm putting it um, right under uh, sandwich. What is it? Sandwich suit. Sandwich suit removinator. Remove. Inator. Okay, so I have it right under the bread inator because I feel like bread, uh, it goes together. So at number eight, under the bread inator. That's exactly where I have it too. I I, I think it's it's a good, like it, it the pettiness factor is high. I love that. It, the fact that it like it does one very specific purpose and that purpose is very petty. I I love that. I have it at number eight, also behind the the bread inator. Right. We love a good petty there. petty moment. Yeah, I have it at number seven. So we're like around the same ballpark here. With Look this. at us. Um, and then, that's what we call it. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the next one we have here. Um, media Eraserinator? Yeah, Media Eraserinator. Okay, I have that at number 13, right under the Slow Motioninator. I think it's kind of in the similar vein, right above the Meltinator 65,000. 6,500, sorry. I have the media racinator at number six. I, I this is something King. that I think is uh, incredibly useful in our time, uh, and and I think it would be very. Uh, I would like to have it. Yeah. All right. It, I have it at number. Oh, go ahead, Will. I was gonna say I I don't know that it's like the funniest thing. I think it's a much better version of that. Uh, the episode 10 big magnet that he was going to use to erase the voicemails. I think it's a better version of that. Um, but I just for the fact that like, I, I would want to use this in real life, uh, I think would be cool. I agree. I have this at number eight. Um, it does have like the, the, the best name, but I do agree that mm -hmm. the usefulness uh, outweighs that in this case. So it's at number eight, top 10, baby, right underneath the sandwich suit removinator. So, you yeah. know. Love that. All right. So next up, we have the I know what we're going to do today's. Um, so for the first one, there's the one where they go get the caveman. But there's also right before that where they go to sandwich town to get a sandwich. Do we count that as well in the rankings? I did not. I, I did not count it. If I did, it, it would probably be pretty high. I love better it than sandwich. the caveman. Uh, well, I, I guess it's not a spoiler at this point because we're getting into it. But all but one thing is better than the caveman. Can I guess what it is? I mean, Can I guess what it is? Sure. Reform school. Yeah, the, the reform yeah. school is the only thing worse than unfreezing a caveman. Same. And even that, I, I like juggled back and forth which one of these is worse. Like it's it's definitely worse than the mummy, um, even even like the fake mummy. I think this is yeah. worse than the fake mummy in the movie theater. I, I like this and the the SpongeBob yeah. Caveman episode was also one of my. I I'm not into caveman content. I 
I, I don't know. It just does not. I mean, I feel well, like you the- know what you need to do. You need to play John Cena's Sexy High School Adventure 2, <laughs> go back in time and save Caveman John Cena, and then maybe you'll appreciate Caveman more. Maybe. Yeah. Have you watched The Croods? I feel like The Croods is a good caveman movie. I've, I've Ice seen, Age is a good caveman movie. I, I watched the first Croods. Uh, Nicolas Cage. A, yeah, I, I watched it on a date a long time ago. Uh, that a uh, movie theater date or a home date or a movie, movie theater date. I was I was in high school. Weird. Was it that? I, I mean, not weird, oh. but maybe I was in college. When, Hopefully, when you were better gentlemen than the cavemen in this episode. No, uh oh, you were not. <laughs> what? I I said I hope you were a better gentleman than the caveman in this episode. And he said no. Oh, oh I was I was talking. I um, I don't know what you're saying. I was okay. looking up the crudes. I wasn't listening. The crudes came out in 2013, uh, so okay. I watched it the summer after I graduated. Love that. The summer after high school, when you first met. Yeah, something um, something Radiohead. The, the Good Dinosaur is also like classified yeah, as one of the worst Disney okay. Pixar movies or whatever. Uh, it was also yeah. like poorly marketed, but that's that's a whole other thing. Yeah, we can do a deep dive on that. Caveman content is just not not terribly interesting to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, that said, I did I I do fuck with a good cave painting. Mm. <laughs> like if, if we had to do those in sixth grade, like make our own. Um, okay. Anyways, I also have cavemen at 34 right above reform school. And I know you didn't ask this, but I'm going to throw a hot take out there. The submarine looked like the fifth coolest thing that they've done because honestly, you're if you think about it, they're in a submarine underwater. And I feel like I, that's something I'll never get to do. So regular submarine is number five to you? Yeah, under tree number, houses. Ahead uh, of regular submarine is better than shrinking submarine? Yeah, because I don't want to go in her gut. Well, I mean, you, there's other uses for it. You don't have to go inside a person. I don't want to go on the hemoglobin highway. Wow. Yeah, we know. officially lost our bet. That's a take. That's a take. Listen, let me live. I'm trying to be bold. And <laughs> like I said, like at this point, I feel like I'm just putting things in the rankings somewhere and then I'm going to move them all by the end of the season. I don't know if you feel okay. like that. Like hey, I feel yeah, like I'm yeah, at yeah, that yeah, point because we're close. We're close to the end. So it's like, just shove it in somewhere. Well, no, not like that. <laughs> William, you need to stop. I'm, how do I boot someone from this call? I'm not kidding. You know, people like what they like. I just, uh, you know, disagree where the where the submarine. Uh, yeah, Navi, what about you? Where do you have? Oh, yeah. So submarine is between tree houses and beach, because you can still go to the beach at the submarine. Uh, Navi. <laughs> All right. So for submarine, I had to grapple with this one because. I'm like, I can read a book in this, but I also don't want to get lost in the ocean. So it was like very much a conundrum for me. Ultimately, I had it at number, eh. you know what? I'll have it at number 10 because I think that my love of books will override my fear of getting lost in the ocean. As for (laughs) the caveman thing. So you know how that one time when I combined two songs and then put it at number one because I thought mm-hmm. the short one was really dope. So I combined this, the, the sandwich, getting a sandwich <laughs> and also the caveman and then put it at number one. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. Look, the sandwich <laughs> makes up. 
It seems Felipe has muted Navi. I did. The power How is down to his you? head. Okay, go go ahead, Navi. I'll let you. I'll, I'm gonna let you finish. But no, I I, honestly, like get, I, I just... know that reference. <laughs> Unlike other podcasters, you know. <laughs> Navi, I'll um, let you finish. No, I just like food, and so that's why it's at number one. Honestly, I should probably put ice cream at number one. Yeah. And then move that to number two. But we'll get there when we get to the season one ranking. So yeah, that's what I have for the I know what we're doing today is. So let's move on to the song rankings before Felipe mutes me once again. Uh, so we have I would never well the lies, the lies and deception. I would never do something like that. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely didn't do it like two minutes ago. Uh we have one song to rank here, and it's like the the emo sad Buford song. I don't even remember what it was called. Fish it was out of water. water. Yeah, fish out of water. Where do we have fish out of water? Felipe? I have it at 29 between Gotta Make Summer Last and Truck Driving Girl. I think it's like a good ballad. I think it makes my Spotify playlist barely. Uh I'm a little bit lower on it. Like I said before. If, if it was a Phineas and Ferb sentimental songs playlist, I'll put it in that playlist, but I don't think I would put it in a, in a general Phineas and Ferb songs playlist. I have it at 35, right below She's Candace, the, the dream song, and right ahead of Ballad of the Black Knight. All right. I have it at number 27 between She's a Truck Driving Girl and My Chariot. It's fine. I probably won't remember it afterwards. And I that's... don't remember it now, to be honest. I remember there's one lyric that's like something, something, you said glub. And I don't even remember what glub rhymes with. But like, I, I, watched, I watched the episode like an hour before we recorded, and I don't remember much Bub? of the song, other than it sounded like Sarah McLaughlin. The arms of an angel fly away. Okay, let's go to the episode <laughs> here. Um, so why don't we start off with um, Voyage to the Bottom of Buford. Where do we have this episode? I personally have it at 21. I think it's like replacement level like C. I think it's a fine episode. It's not my favorite, but it's like not any of the lower tier ones that we've seen. It's I have it at 21 between it's a bum 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 world and leave the bus into us. Honestly I would have put it between leave the bus into us and Grease Lightning, but I think those two episodes aired together, so I'm gonna put them together. Um what about you, William? I I don't know if this quite cracks memento tier. It's <laughs> it's close. It's close. Uh, I have it at number 30. Uh right behind the Bass and the Phineas right ahead of the one we talked about last week, the best lazy day ever. Yeah. The best part it, about the momentum tier is that we don't know if if that means it's good or bad. It, it just is. It, it's just like, it's all of it is okay. Like, like I'm, I a week ago did not remember this episode existed. A week from now, I will remember nothing about this episode. It was all fine. But no, nothing about it. It's fine. Fine. 
Sorry, I'm calling a lot of friends today. Robin Akiva would call this a, a great episode. If How dare you? Because they called <laughs> High School Musical a great episode. And like, then they said the Super Mario Brothers movie was a great movie. And I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. You can't use the same grade for a masterpiece in that trash. I'm sorry. That like, I was fine when he said it was a great movie at the time. But I mean, then when he said the Mario Brothers movies was great. I'm like, no, no, no. High School well, Musical transcends the medium. I think the difference is like if, if I'm if I'm you know grading papers for for a class, you know like, a like you like grade sixth... math. Math is math. Well, well, you don't grade an so essay. What I what I'm saying though is is you know a, a 65 is is a D on a paper. A, a 55 is an F on a paper, but a 25 is also an F on a paper. So a, a 55 and a 25 you have the same letter grade okay but not, there's a lot of flexibility in the great tier high school musical is at least a d plus i will hear nothing else nathan agrees with me shout out nathan <laughs> he knows what's up anyways where we at what are you at uh voyage to the bottom of buford i'll i'll say it i don't know if it's just because the previous episode left its stink on it but it is right at the bottom at number 34. Mm. Oh, so you have it last, last. Yeah, I have it last, last. I didn't think Lights, Candace, Action would ever be the lowest, but here we are. Uh, it is in last place at yeah, number- I have a new last place too, but it's actually Boyfriend from 27. Yeah, me, NBC. same. I, I, I didn't think that Candace Loses Her Head could ever have something behind it. And and Boyfriend from 27,000 BC has- broken i agree with the creator on this one (laughs) well to be fair to me boyfriend from twenty-seven thousand bc is number 33 so it's like Mm -hmm. second worst but it gave us two things it gave us the uh sandwich suit removinator and Mm -hmm. it also taught me personally as a person who is not a man what men how men are with their meat you know it's very (laughs) educational and so i think for that reason it should be higher plus i don't know at least i kind of remember it i know this is a flawed Mm -hmm. way of ranking things we've talked about this before but at least i kind of remember the imagery of the boyfriend from the twenty-seven thousand bc thing whereas with the voyage to the bottom of beaufort i had zero memory of it and moving forward i probably won't remember that episode at all so that's sort of my reason for that. Yeah, that's that's a totally fair assessment of, of comparing these two things. I, I think there are because um, because the voyage to the bottom of Buford is is just like there's there's nothing I'm gonna remember about it. I think there were some things about the other episode that were like actively not fun to watch that that made it worse than something yeah. I'm not gonna remember. Yeah, I'm I'm going with the Todd in the Shadows criteria of bad is is what it is when there's the absence of good. Whereas yeah, boyfriend from the 27,000 BC thing is bad, but at least it's like bad in like an interesting way. Whereas the voyage to the bottom of Buford is just bad in a boring way. And so, yeah. Yeah. Y'all make points. It would be an interesting debate. Fans sound off in the comments. Let us know which one is worse. If you, if you had to pick one to advance in a bracket and these two were next to each other, which one would you pick? Um, yeah, Navi, do we have anything else here or are we all set with feedback and rankings, ratings? I think that's, I think that's everything unless I missed something, but I, I th- I'm good over here. Will. I'm great. 
Okay, so we can start doing our plugs. Navi, what do you have going on this week? And let's just do a blanket statement. Obviously, we're all probably going to plug Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Let's give something else in addition <laughs> to pop. Like, but yeah. So Navi, what about you? What do you have going on around the streets? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and anywhere really at Cause I'm Navi. Um, I don't really have anything else going on at the moment. The Ramen Noodle Podcast or Instant Noodle Podcast is still in the editing incubator. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that should be a, in the Wombat Water feed at some point. I'll, I'll let you know when it's when it's around. So nice and pop culture. Oh, uh, I recently rewatched Skate the Infinity, which is about a bunch of himbos who skateboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it gave us this clip, which I'll play here. Hey, bitches and bros and non-binary hoes. So, uh, if that doesn't convince you to watch it, I don't know what else will. So, uh, Is it a comedy? Is it an anime? What is it? It is an anime. It's a comedy. It's so stupid. Okay. But I love it. And the skateboard scenes are actually really well animated. Like, they're really badass. I highly yeah. recommend checking it out. Plus, you get weird lines like that. So if yeah. I can't convince you, I don't know what else will. But yeah, Skate the Infinity. Check it out. Okay. William, what about you? I So first of all, next episode on this yes. podcast, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm refraining I I from saying next week. Yeah. Um, next, no, next episode is another no guester. Okay. Uh, it, it is uh, put that putter away slash does this duck bill make me look fat? Um, the episode after that will have a guest I though. I do remember the, and, the golf and part. I, I, uh, I won't spoil who our next guest is other than we've said their name on this podcast already. Uh, it's a little, little Easter egg hunt for you, the listener. Yeah, as Rob says your name himself. Solve who our next guest is. Uh, it's, it's Lulu Bus and Joe. <laughs> it's Lolo Jones. It's yeah, messy. It's her a it's she appreciated that so much. She's we're like, gonna, I have to be on this podcast. It's Johnny Bananas. <laughs> no, no, he's banned. He's banned from this yeah. podcast. Um, so you can you can follow me everywhere at Davis Comma Will. Um recent this past week on Everyone and Their Brother. That's a slushy. Uh, so so <laughs> Part of part of the reason why I said next episode and not next week on this podcast uh, is because I will be. Nah, I we 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 will be in Hawaii for my brother Sam's wedding and my future sister-in-law Chandler's wedding. Um, so I will not be recording a podcast next week. Uh, <laughs> whatever that means. Um. So this last week on Everyone and Their Brother, we helped Sam write his wedding vows. Uh, we had a, a very special impromptu guest Kyla. in which uh, TJ's <laughs> wife Kyla came on and, and helped us. We stand a queen. Write, write Sam's vows. I provided uh, no actionable advice. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, I've been... Me and my my family, we watched the Netflix movie The Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh, how was it? I've seen. Uh, it was it was really good. I I might have already talked about this movie before. I don't know. It's it's 
made by the same Sony Animation Studio that did uh, Spider Verse. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's it's that very similar like three D animation with like pops of two D stuff in there. It's very cool. It's it's a nice family story. I think Danny McBride does the voice of the dad. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a good movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. Um, so go check out that movie. Uh, I think that's it for my plugs. Okay. You can follow me at what the fleep on Twitter and Instagram and the TikTok. You can listen to the Brazilian Dragon podcast where next week Touchdown Tommy will join myself Ooh. and Jacob. We are talking about Scooby-Doo, Pirates Ahoy, and AJ Norris and Naomi are also going to be on in June for Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, so uh, Caitlin and I, we are talking about High School Musical, the musical series season two over on the Brazilian Dragon. We are recording our next episode right after this. Uh, we got our uh, who? We got our cast list, typecasting, and that's over on Pod, Talk, Jam, and Break. Uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, Naomi and I are doing Movie Club at some point. Uh, we're watching Pink Panther 2006. I believe it's 2006. Um, and also, you like Elmo, a Elmo meets Elmo meets that, Groucho that's June. Marks. That's June. Gra no, Elmo in Groucho Land, because that's the first Groucho movie Lynch. that Naomi cried at. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, if you're if you're feeling inclined, please go watch Elmo uh, yelling at a rock for three and a half and twelve three minutes and twelve <laughs> seconds again. Highlight of my life. But uh, in terms of plugs, oh, and also you can listen to what you're doing every week. We're here. We're <laughs> what you're doing, Pod. Uh, my well, plugs. I would say everyone in the brother, but he already did that. Um, uh, pop culture wise, what I'm watching like High School Musical and Musical series, so I don't really have anything else to add other than you know what? Kevin McLean and Sasha Joseph did a great podcast on mm -hmm. yeah. Asian American representation in television, specifically in reality television. Go check that out. That is required listening if you want to be a fan for what you're doing. And you and you watch reality TV. Honestly, like if you don't watch reality TV and you found us naturally, let us know how you found us. Yeah, I'm always interested in knowing if like people just found us. And again, like, the sorry that we're crackheads. Yeah, I, I you apologize know for any off-color yeah. things I may say. The the kind woman Dina who messaged HCR, she said she listens to this for their children. Maybe that's oh, not I'm a good sorry. choice. Oh, you know, we haven't really seen Naomi podcast yet. Maybe maybe she's once well, she listens to that, she'll no longer be a listener of ours. But um, we apologize. You, you've got time to put a disclaimer in there. I do. Oh, um, yeah. Specifically for DM. Yeah. Um, but anyways, otherwise, I have nothing else to add besides corn dog, corn dog, yummy, yummy, yep, yummy. Yummy, yummy. Bye. Bye. I know you know what you're doing today. I know you know what you're doing, Isabella Buford. Phineas and Ferb, Candace gonna bust you if you...